tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ben, and I am about to ask a massive favor of my co-host, who doesn't know what I'm about to ask, but is uh, so super cool, one of my best friends, and hopefully isn't mad at me for putting him on this. I'm mad at you, like, in advance. I also just banged my knee on the desk here, so I'm super cranky. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Noel Brown. Uh, Noel is a very talented uh, multi-instrumentalist. And uh, has pipes for the angels. So, Noel, I was going to ask you uh, if you could do a, uh, just a small rendition of uh, that Heart of Glass song. Absolutely not. Oh, all right. Until I find out I swallowed a tiny piano. That one? Yeah, thank you. I don't know that. See, I, I may have pipes of the angels, but uh, unlike my, my dear friend Frank, who hopefully is listening, I don't remember lyrics mm. quite well. Well, the melody was important there. Yeah, that's exactly And you might ask... Ben, why are you putting why are you putting this poor guy on I'm the asking spot? That. <laughs> I'd like to know. You can feel the tension in the room here. Uh, our super producer Casey Pegram is uh, uh, raising up the yellow card for me. Mm. That means I'm not. Oh, oh, wow! He had one. He did. I was I was making that up. Oh yeah, gosh. Okay. Now that'll teach you. Yeah, that'll teach me. You guys are amazing. Uh, we are talking about a very, 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 very strange phenomenon in European history today. And I guess we'll just set it up this way. In 1422, King Charles VI died after ruling France for more than four decades, 40 years. He had a couple of different nicknames. 
one of them was Charles the Mad. The, the Mad King? The Mad King, Charles the Mad. Was he the one who, who set everyone on fire? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's not real. That's Game of Thrones. <laughs> but, man, what a great show. Just while we're it's at pretty, it. It's a pretty dope show. I feel like Winds of Winter, the next book, is never going to come out. George R. R. Martin, if you're listening, do, do whatever you want, man. You yeah. don't have to finish. It's fine. You don't fine. owe anything you don't owe, to yeah, the fans. Come on. We, yeah. we, we, HBO will finish it for you. It's fine. Oh, that it probably is true. Charles the Mad, uh, although he did not burn an entire palace's worth of people, was still uh, kind of wonky and a little touched. A little touched, yeah, yeah, a bit, a bit different. And he may have been the first person to exhibit what is known as the glass delusion. What did you think about this one, Noel? I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it sure is specific. <laughs> like, how would you arrive at this particular <laughs> conclusion that uh, you are made of glass? And would break. <laughs> so this delusion uh, for our boy Charles was brought on by Melancholia, which is a, a, a fabulous film from, from Lars von Trier. Uh, and I thought it was a made-up word, but it's actually what they used to refer to depression as. Um, and this continued to pop up weirdly because, like I said, it seemed like such a specific uh, malady tied to a particular person and, and a very you know particular kind of delusion. But it kept popping up throughout history. Even Hippocrates um, you know, used the term melancholia in his book of aphorisms, called it a long-lasting uh, fright or despondency and uh, a profound found depression. Again, the term over time became depression. Right, right. Uh, the condition of melancholia affected people who were isolated, who weren't generally around a lot of people mm -hmm. and ding, 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 ding. That sounds like something that could easily happen to a queen or a king. Yeah, especially just being surrounded by you know, sycophants who uh, just tell you what you want to hear and being completely mm -hmm. isolated from any real meaningful, let's say, human contact, maybe even not knowing enough to differentiate. The two, <laughs> yeah, right? that's scary. Yeah, it's super scary. So some of these folks with melancholia in this time, uh, this condition produced this glass delusion, which was also um, accompanied by something called photophobia, which is sensitivity to light. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we should mention just for background for the, the time here. Charles was uh, born in 1368 in December and died in October of 1422. The Mad wasn't his only nickname. He was also called the Beloved. Man, that's too, too extremes there. That's very wise. I guess you can be mad and and beloved. You know? Yeah, I don't know. sure. I mean, maybe the madness was sort of like kooky, and it didn't like he didn't like you know murder his uh, his people in droves. <laughs> he just was a little a little touched, and maybe some people found it charming. And he was convinced. He was convinced that he was physically made of glass. He did some uh, – he, he had some very specific requests or demands uh, from everyone in court. So he needed to have special clothes. He demanded they have special clothes made for his person to protect him from uh, the possibility yeah. of shattering. Like reinforced with iron on the inside, I can picture it's almost like a strange kind of exoskeleton, right? Mm -hmm. And he would not allow people to touch him um, because he was afraid that they would break him into tiny uh, smithereens. And this is not something that was just a, a passing fancy for him. It followed him throughout his entire life. Right. And he was not the only 
uh, member of the royalty with this same delusion. There was also Princess Alexandra Amelie of Bavaria, and she believed that because she had swallowed a glass grand piano as a child, that it had somehow turned her into fragile glass. That's a bit of a jump. <laughs> yes, yeah. And you can hear this case discussed, the, uh, Princess Alexandra's case discussed in detail in uh, Stuff You Missed in History class. Yeah, they do an episode called The Princess Who Swallowed a Glass Piano. It's a very appropriate title. Let's just uh, backtrack here one second. Uh, how does one uh, acquire a tiny gr- glass grand piano, A, eh? and, and how do you accidentally swallow it? Well, uh, obviously, you are trying to play it with your mouth. You know, I once thought that I swallowed an entire wrapped cough drop, and it turns out that I, I didn't and actually do that. But I, I spent a whole day convinced that I had swallowed a cough drop that was a Ricola that was wrapped. Were and you? then I found it later in my pocket and um, felt very foolish. But I spent that day kind of probably feeling a little bit how this princess might have felt, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, maybe a little bit less extreme. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely felt something was off. Didn't feel like I was made of Ricola, but, yeah. uh, you know, I was spooked. And sometimes obsessive thoughts can haunt us. You know, imagine yeah. if you've ever had – I'm not equivocating these things entirely, but just for, by way of comparison, imagine if you ever had a song stuck in your head to the point that it becomes torturous. <laughs> What? <laughs> right? Oh, it's not that bad. That's, uh-huh. That song's not going to get stuck in people's head. It's what? not going to happen. Or it doesn't happen to me. You and I going to live forever. No? No. Okay. No, I I'm going to get you. Mm, you could try, my I'm friend. I'm going to get you. <laughs> well, hopefully you will have a, a – we have a long, long future ahead of that, uh, of you trying to get songs stuck in my head. i get you. Okay. And uh, the thing is that – when you have a song stuck in your head and uh, uh, this thought that will not leave, this unwelcome Cyclical. visitor, Cyclical. Yeah, yeah. this unwelcome visitor that shows up in the house of your mind mm-hmm. and makes itself at home and begins altering the interior decoration, uh, compulsive thoughts, thoughts that you don't want to have but you cannot escape can occur for very long periods of time. So – this isn't just re- – I guess I'm saying this because this is not just restricted to the glass delusion, which by the way was one of the most prevalent delusions of its time. That's the whole point here. That's so interesting and a lot of that is tied to the actual technology of glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's spread to anything that contained glass as well. There's a, a history of psychiatry paper from 1990 that – dives into this type of melancholy and shows that other people had delusions where they thought they were specifically flasks or what you and I would refer to as urinals in the modern day or oil lamps or like any number of other glass receptacles. Totally. But it was also the new invention of clear glass right. that is largely blamed for the this delusion because people just had not seen this before and it appeared as magic. It appeared as something utterly mystical and you know you could probably see how something like that might play into the delusions of people that are possibly predisposed to those cyclical thoughts that you're talking about right exactly because according to the author of this paper uh gill speak the melancholiacs whose delusions manifested this way 
it was manifesting because it was a need to protect the body and they were often also preoccupied with protecting their souls. So in a layered way, in a layer cake kind of way, this delusion might have been a side effect or a symptom, a consequence of the internal struggle dealing with the metaphysical reality of death and, of course, the overwhelming desire to avoid death at all costs, which is still very understandable in 2017. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it as well. And these issues have not disappeared. You know, if you're isolated from people today and you're you're suffering from mental illness, you can see how it would make sense to imagine yourself as a material that's easily breakable, largely invisible, incredibly fragile. Yeah, I mean, we're all living in a material world and I'm a material girl. <laughs> right. Made of, you know, material. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. In Speak's paper, in this review, they address this concept of mortality. And there's a, there's a fantastic quote here that builds after Speak is placing this concept, this delusion, in the context of theologians reacting to the, the world of free thinkers versus the strict boundaries of orthodoxy, right? Like is it, is it heretical? to think that you are made of glass in a world that is governed by strict religious monotheistic dogma where there is an absolute God with an absolute plan. So people try to, people try to address this both as a social conundrum and an internal struggle 
And I'll, I'll just read the quote here, and I want to see what you think, Noel. Mm-hmm. For those whose faith was strong enough to shoulder the church's advocation to prepare oneself for dying, and there was prolific literature on this topic, the melancholic delusions manifest itself in a fervent wish to be released from this earthly form. James Howell, as an example of this, his reflections as he languished imprisoned embody the manifestations of the glass delusion. The soul is a spark of immortality. She is a divine light, and the body is but a socket of clay that holds it. In some, this light goes out with an ill-favored stench, but others have a save-all to preserve it from making any snuff at all. So this idea of like dying a good death, choosing the way in which you die, seems central Hmm. to this glass delusion. Because now you're, you know, if you know you're going to die, Right? And you have a spiritual belief that something happens after you die and you live in a society that tells you more or less an if-then scenario. You know, if you are a good person, if you follow the rules of the church, then you will go to a paradise. You know, it's it's an action of uh, retaining control. Like I'm not going to – I'm the king of France. I'm not going to accidentally shatter because I shook someone's hand. I'm not done yet. Build me a suit of iron. I see what you're saying. Because at first I was sort of like, it seems like you'd be very out of control, but given those powers to guard against a something that you could more or less control, then maybe that is uh, a form of that. It's interesting. And actually, as it turns out, this delusion carried on mm-hmm. uh, into the into the present. Even um, there are quite a few cases. Uh, in, of glass delusion uh, up into the 1800s, 1880s mm-hmm. in uh, the footnotes of a Cervantes uh, tome called The Glass Graduate, um, talking about contemporary cases uh, in an, a Parisian asylum and doesn't have too much too much else on that, but it mm-hmm. does discuss it. Um, do you do you do you know of any other cases, Ben? Yeah, actually. Uh, so Tchaikovsky, Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky, has some of his actions, some of his neurotic behavior had led people to think that he was suffering something similar to the glass illusion, hmm. at least in terms of his perception of his fragility. He had this deep set, dead certain belief that if he did not hold his chin while he was conducting, that his head would fall off. Physically, just fall off. And, you know, people debate over whether this legend is exaggerated, but it seems to have a basis. In fact, he had said himself that he felt his head would fall sideways unless he constantly fought to keep it upright. So he's scared to conduct. And uh, he said uh, that (laughs) – he also had uh, a tremendous insecurity about conducting because he was aware that his condition might make him look weird, if that makes sense. This was in 1860s. In 1886, he said that he was haunted by this idea of conducting, but it followed him for quite a while in his life. In that Cervantes uh, story I was talking about earlier, The Glass Graduate is actually a short story. Um, the circumstances were that the hero of the story eats a, a poisonous fruit, a quince, and mm. it's meant to be an aphrodisiac, but it actually triggers the delusion, uh, which I would I would think was probably inspired by 
the glass piano story. The oh, idea yeah. of like ingesting something and then having it, you know, having some kind of overpowering effect on, in your mind, you know, the actual composition of, of your body. Mm-hmm. And, and here's another interesting thing. So we said Tchaikovsky is uh, suffering from something similar to this, but it's not specifically glass. The weird thing is we have to ask ourselves, well, what happened what happened to this delusion that was once relatively well-known such that authors like Cervantes were writing about it? The general assumption for a long time was that around the 1830s, cases of glass delusion disappear from the literature, from the medical records. And at first glance, it would be easy to assume that society and culture had changed so extremely over time, such that uh, people who were suffering from mental illness would no longer manifest this particular delusion. Going back to the earlier point about new technology, maybe it's a case where someone believes they are made of a different new substance, right? Just for the sake of argument, carbon fiber. You know, we don't know if there's an actual case, but the point is like a newer material might have launched the same thing. However, a psychiatrist named Andy LeMaine at uh, Leiden in the Netherlands uncovered more cases and he felt that he was finding an authentic case of a genuine glass delusion and his research in this field at the psychiatric hospital in Leiden where uh, he was serving as director led him to discover lost cases recorded after that 1830s disappearance day. Uh, he found a lecture in 1883 from uh, an Edinburgh mental hospital that cited the symptoms of 300 female patients and one of them was convinced that her legs and her back, part of her back, all of her back, we don't know, but her legs and her back were made of glass. She had such a fear of this of this condition that just like Charles VI, she would not allow people to touch her. Nurses could not get near her to change her clothes or help her. And this, you know, this is an interesting thing I don't think we mentioned. People who have the glass delusion think that it, what's interesting is that the glass they imagine comprising their body is much more fragile than actual real world glass because you could touch a glass. We, sure. We hold glasses and drink out of them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's more durable than you give it credit for. I mean, mm-hmm. I have most of the drinking glasses at my house are mason jars and I drop those all the time and they over time do develop little cracks, but they don't usually just explode. Oh yeah. What if, what if these people were made of Pyrex though? You know what happens in Pyrex? Oh man. Drops. Oh, everywhere. Just, it explodes everywhere. It's pretty wild. But then this guy, Lemaine, and we're, I don't know, we're being a little uh, liberal with this pronunciation. It's L-A-M-E-I-J-N. I'm assuming this is a soft J. I couldn't find anyone speaking it uh, online, but we are doing our best. Um, he later discovered a young man at a uh, clinic in Leiden, the university clinic where he worked, uh, who specifically said he was made out of glass. He was so jazzed about the opportunity to talk to the only like modern day case of this that that had been found for decades Mm -hmm. uh, and was incredibly excited. So he dropped everything he was doing, he says, and he, you know, hightailed it and and made this happen. So he hung out with this gentleman for uh, some time. Hours and hours. Yeah. And he did in fact confirm that 
the guy believe that he was made of glass. There's a fabulous quote mm-hmm. from this this patient. They're having a conversation, and mm-hmm. the patient points to a window in in the room where they're meeting, and he asked the the professor. What could you see? What can you see? This is positively cinematic. By it the really way. is, man. This should be a this should be a moment. So uh, Lemaine says, "Well, he gives it the old college go, you know, old college try." He says, "I see a street, I see some cars, I see some more buildings, and I see people walking past." And then a moment of silence filled the room. Ah, you missed the glass in the window. You didn't see it, but it is there. That's me. I'm there. And I'm not there, like the glass in the window. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, spooky. And you know what? Not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but well done, right? We, I think we set that ben, up. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, well done on your part. Too. Uh, thanks. Thanks. I, I can't take all the credit. He didn't want to – he wanted to be very careful when he was speaking with this patient. He didn't want to accidentally – let's say, go too far too fast and distort the conversation by right out opening up with, well, maybe you have ideas of fragility and transparency and they're manifesting in this way, you know? And this led to the glass in the window conversation, which again is just, I I can see it, you know? I can see that film. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So Lemaine continued his conversation and ultimately he he came to the belief that based on some of the life events the patient told him about, including a recent accident, he believed that the glass delusion was 
in a way, an attempt to regain privacy. What's interesting about this patient is that he felt that he could switch it on and off. So he wasn't stuck forever like glass. He, oh, that's cool. He felt like he could become it. So that, that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about how, you know, in the early cases of glass illusion, it almost uh, manifested itself as in some as some strange form of control kind of like to be able to control your circumstances mm. um, or control the manner of your own death or something like that. I think that's really interesting. And maybe then this means in some ways this this feeling is – Something that comes from the extreme end of the social anxiety scale. Cause we've all had social anxiety at some point, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I don't want to put you on the spot again based on the top of our show. But. I'm having it right now, buddy. <laughs> Are you having it right now? <laughs> oh, it's going to be okay. I know. No, of course. Of course. You know, you, but you got, you got, you got to kind of like, uh, you play little little tricks with yourself if you have it to kind of like um, get rid of it. And I don't know. Like this is this seems like a very extreme case, uh, but I could certainly see it as being some sort of deep-seated, uh, you know, device. And to take a phrase from the uh, Simpsons, one of the uh, one of my favorite words they use, we can embiggen this phenomenon because you see the glass delusion feels very specific and I love the point you made about technology because it was new at the time and so now the next question is are there other things that function in the same way? Is there another example of a new material, right? I think I used carbon fiber just because, spoiler alert, I knew that probably wasn't true. Yeah, but why not like uh, like cotton candy or something, you know, or like, where, where, does, where, where does it end? Yeah, in the 19th century – when cement became a popular building material, there were people who began to have this belief that they were made of cement. And I wonder if it's the same thing as, uh, you know, people who believe that their minds are being hacked in the information age. That's a good point, dude. That's a, I mean, it's a scary point because, again, we have to be conscious and aware of the fact that just because somebody was born in a different point in time doesn't mean they were – in any way less intelligent. Oh, totally. Than you or I. Yeah, they got the same equipment for sure. And there's just different contexts, different historical periods mm -hmm. that lead people to, you know, experience things different and have different uh, anxieties that are tied to their surroundings. And I love the, the connection with technology and with, uh, you know, being hacked or, you know, being like surveillance, the idea mm -hmm. of like being surveilled all the time with, um, you know, our smartphones and our computers listening to us and such. So I don't know. What do you guys think? What would be a modern day glass delusion? Can you guys think, think of any equipment? Equivalence. Mm -hmm. uh, we would love to hear it. Once you email us, I'm made of GAC. Yeah. Oh man, remember <laughs> GAC? I was more of a Floam guy. You remember um, Floam? Yeah, I like Floam. <laughs> and uh, my my kid is really into like kinetic sand and stuff like that. But yeah, what would be a modern equivalent? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about this idea of uh, materials, magical seeming materials? Uh, is is there even anything that could uh, infect our minds or fascinate us in such a way that it could? cause a delusion of that magnitude let us know send us an email ridiculous at howstuffworks.com and we do want to end on a very important note although we are talking about a fascinating phenomenon in the past we are not in any way ridiculing or casting aspersion on people who uh, find themselves struggling with mental illness today if you have concerns about yourself or a loved one we are lucky enough to live in a day and age where there are numerous free resources available and oh, yeah Please make use of them. And I don't want us to end on a down note. It's just important to know that you're not alone. And I also want to know 
Gackerflom. I hope this is not the issue that finally divides us irreparably. Noel. Flack, perhaps. Flack! Can you combine the two? That's way better than gom. What's gom? I don't even want to know. I don't want to know either. But if you feel like you have a good pitch for what we should identify as gom, you can let us know at the same email address. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, as always, we're still vision boarding away for our future Pinterest page. And if you feel like it, um, feel compelled to do so, uh, throw us a review on iTunes. It helps kind of get the show up there and have more people find out about it. So um, unless unless you, you absolutely can't stand us, in which case, just keep it to yourself. But we are glad that you're listening to us just the same. And we hope that you'll uh, join us for the next episode of Ridiculous History. Goodbye, everyone. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.